Welcome to the Bifocal Podcast with John White and Jason Himmelstein, where we talk about business intelligence and the Microsoft stack with news, interviews, and expert opinions from around the space. This is episode 234, recorded on August 26th, 2022, where John and Jason talk to Alex Powers, Senior Program Manager on the Power BI CAT team at Microsoft, about his journey into Power BI, his Power Query Everything Worldview, how to automate the world, and the awesome Power BI community. Good day, Jason. How are you now? John, I'm fantastic. It's Friday. It is Friday. It's a nice Friday. It's uh, it's okay weather here, but uh, it's summer still, and I'm I'm happy. It's uh, harvest season. The garden's doing well, so and I'm keeping busy. How are you doing, dude? It's 75 degrees outside right now. I'm doing like that's not normal in Texas. We've had so much rain over the past week. And by so much rain, I mean about an inch and a half, which for this year is a massive, <laughs> it's like a flood. But, you know, it's it's been really nice and uh, looking forward to the weekend because it's the first football game for my son's high school. And so we get to see the band take the field. Uh, my, for our listeners, my son is in the band, not a football player, which we're very, very excited for the show this year. So I'm going to be out there taking pictures and helping move stuff around in a pit. And so we're very excited. Uh, we're band. We're a band family. So uh, it's going to be really good. And they're actually playing. It's kind of intimidating. It's his first game ever. And it's the first game of the season. And it's in the Alamo Dome, which is the big stadium here in San Antonio, where you play like professional football and the college team plays and they do stadium shows and things like that. So he's wow. been to NFL games. He's been to a tool concert there. So he's never seen anything like this. So uh, is, it, is he going to be doing tool covers? Is that the thing? He might. John, okay. You, know, you just never know what's going to happen up there in the stands with uh, with the Reagan band. It's, it's that would be fun. interesting hearing a, a a marching band covering a Tool song. I that I just yeah. I'll be sure to take video. Okay. So I'll be out there with the with, with with the camera and the gimbal and all that fun stuff. So it's a Friday and uh, it's exciting week. We've had some really good stuff happening out there in the world and uh, getting geared up. Yeah, we're coming to the end of August. By the time this drops, it may even, I think it'll still be August, but maybe September when people listen to it. And uh, that is conference season for us, John. We've got a bunch of stuff coming up. But today, the reason why I'm actually excited is because one of my peers, and that's a really loose term because he's way beyond my level, has joined us. Mr. Alex Powers, very excited to have him on the show. He's a member of the CAT team. And Alex, welcome, sir. Awesome. Thank you for inviting me. And I'll just say late nights equal early mornings. As at a at a concert last night with my wife's band, they absolutely rocked it. So as soon as he started talking about Tool, I was like, let's just talk about music for the next hour. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, really excited to be here. Then uh, I'll introduce myself here. Just Alex Powers, Program Manager at Microsoft on the Power BI Customer Advisory Team. But out in the community, the real world, as I like to call it, I uh, hope you've seen my moniker running about. It's not about the sell, not about the sell over on Twitter. Just been having a blast uh, kind of getting to know everyone here. And Alex is uh, prolifically known across the world as Mr. Quicklinks. Like he is the fastest guy finding when I when I need to look for something, the man finds it faster than like I'll be halfway through typing it. And he's already sent it back to me. So if you're ever on the live stream on Saturday mornings for Guy in a Cube, Alex is the one pumping all the links in. Anytime I can find something before Alex, I, I feel like a champion because the man is just amazing at finding stuff. 
And you know, it's always right when he does, which is kind of cool. Alex, the other thing that I like to talk about about you is you've put this really cool Power BI app out there as well. Yes. Oh, yes. And yes. We show it at every one of our every one of our talks that we do. <laughs> Would you talk a little bit about it? Because I want that right up here at the front of the show. I want people to know about this thing. Yeah. So let me give a little bit of history and context. So running the St. Louis Power BI user group, awesome, just uh, kind of local folks here. I noticed that we had the problem of like, well, what is this thing actually being released? And you know, did we miss it because it was released three months ago and we've had 10,000 other releases? So I started looking at the problem of like, how can I turn the Power Platform release plan into a digestible report, an app, something that could be quickly searched? If you actually go out on the pages, they have an RSS feed. And every time that they rebuild that feed, I'm just reading from a public uh, RSS feed. So I was like, all right, I need to turn this into a template app. So if anyone's listening now, aka.ms slash PBI release plan, uh, go out there, download it. I'll be selfish and I'll ask for a five-star review. I'll leave me some nice text, but honestly, uh, at the same rate, hopefully you have installed it by now. And at that point, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. But it allows long-running history from, I want to say maybe like 20... 18 wave two uh, to kind of now. So it's just incredible. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. I love it. I use it almost every day. Oh yeah. The reason reason why I do that is because people ask me, Hey, when is this feature coming out or has this feature come out? And so I go into the search and like, I don't bother to go to the blog anymore because it's too much. I used to to go try and find it in the blog and find it in the release notes and no, 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 no. I open up the template app. And I go to the search bar and I just type in Lasso Select and I go find when Lasso Select was released. Yep. And it just like shows it to me. And it's fantastic. It makes it so much easier for me to find things and find, did we release it? Is it still in, pro- in public preview or is it GA? When is it targeted? Like all of that is right there in the app. That's, it's a huge use case for me. And I love the fact that you did it. So it's- Well, like, I'll also give a personal shout out to uh, Matthew Roche because he was, he loved it. And he was like, how do I search like the actual body of the page? And I was like, we can power query that. So doing a bit of web scraping on that page, grabbing all the HTML out of the body. So if you are doing any like generic keyword searches, I'm going through that entire text. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I think I've used, I've used the, uh, the text visual or the search. There's a search visual, yeah. I think, that will yep. let you do that as well. So yeah, it's another approach. Okay. Are you drowning in spreadsheets? Are you gasping for a better reporting solution? Let Marquee Insights throw you a lifeline. They can help you chart a course to success with Power BI, then get underway quickly with one of their quick start solutions while learning the ropes from their experienced staff. If you're ready for reporting bliss, go to marqueeinsights.com and click the Get Started button and learn how they can help you make better, faster decisions with smarter data. So you said something there that is worth diving into. You mentioned the word Power Query. And yeah, if you for folks who go out to powerquery.microsoft.com, which is a top-level blog, Alex, you're all over that thing, man. Contributed a little bit more here lately. And I'm glad that they've been open and receptive to like a little bit of contributions. The one that I'm most proud of here recently was an introduction to query folding. There's like some really good docs, but if you're like, I have no idea what this term even means, like. What do these icons even mean? 
it was all like multiple different docs, kind of the uh, the portals that you have to jump through. I was like, how can I give this article to my mom? You know, I love <laughs> hanging out with her. Every Thursday, we usually get dinner and she's like, I've got a power automate thing or I've got a power query thing. So it's like, this is the article I would send her now. If you can give your mother an article on query folding, you're a better man than I. <laughs> Whether she understands it, you know, maybe it's just the thing she prints on the fridge and <laughs> says, this is my son and a problem. Did she go to the show with you after dinner last night? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> she did not. No, it was way too late. Uh, even I was... I was a little bit beat up as an old man now. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're closing the show? <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about query folding because our audience, we, we, John and I were thinking about it. We talk, we're talking about this in our workshops and, and we're talking about it in sessions these days, but we've never actually talked about it on the show. So this would be a great opportunity to hear from the guy who wrote the introduction to practical query folding for the Power Query blog for our audience to hear a little bit. So I will, you'll find that I'm very real in my responses. So the technical <laughs> term is called predicate pushdown. And, you know, wow. this, is a, this is the things that we should be talking about. So I don't care. I'm with Adam. Call it query squishing, uh, query <laughs> folding. But it's basically where you take your points and your clicks within the Power Query UI interface and it translate those into a native language. So whether that be kind of a T-SQL you know, maybe like Oracle's crazy ANSI 89 SQL, whatever else it has. Uh, the one that I'm most excited about, and I think John will be as well, where eventually our points and clicks in the UI will translate into KQL for custom Ooh. users. That'd be so cool. Yeah. And I'm just being realistic with my time. Like I can't go out and learn 20 different querying languages and every new one that gets released. Uh, so that's probably like invested a lot of my talents and skill sets to just being like, I see what Microsoft is doing here. This product is within Excel, Power BI, Power Apps, Azure Data Factory now. Like it's showing up in more and more and more places. So that's how I've decided to kind of go along. It, it, one of the, I'll just to jump in too, I, I found an interesting pattern and an interesting use uh, of query folding is because, you know, Power Query is so easy to shape data. You can start there sometimes, even if you have control of the backend system. And again, but going by uh, Matthew's uh, maxim of uh, do things as far upstream as possible, right? Yep. Let that you know do its thing. Right click on the last action in the in the query. Get the native query. Then go over to uh, go over to Custo in my case and create a materialized view that has essentially that query or a modified version of that query. But it's a great starting point. Then you build that materialized view and you get all the performance benefits of doing uh, materialized views with all of your transformations. Yeah. And away you go. Yeah. And that's where I've seen like a lot of the SQL folks that I kind of work with too. Uh, mm. The first time that they do a pivot operation, they're like, it shouldn't be this easy. Uh, so like they're yeah. finding the little things to like copy and paste over. But you'd hit home on like the most important part is let the back end do the heaviest of lifting. That's right. And I'm still a realist. Like at the very end, you could have some very ugly system generated SQL. So yeah. always maybe just like fine tune, but let it be kind of your canvas in which to paint upon and you know start uh, improving. So, Alex, you started to tell us a little bit about your background, and we just did too many cool things. So we <laughs> been to, right, right into the deep end. We didn't bother with the like, with the shallow end and then the, and the little floaties and the waders and everything. Let's take a half step back. Tell, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you come to this? Uh, working in a call center. So I think a lot of people's uh, backgrounds is you started out recording a few things in a spreadsheet. Eventually, someone was like, here, we want you to write some formulas. You learn a VLOOKUP. At a certain point, you're now building pivot tables. 
My background really happened when a guy took a week off for his honeymoon. And he was like, I need you to take over my reporting. So at that point, you know, I have to learn all these crazy things, Six Sigma, KPIs, the full gamut. And he comes back, he's like, well, you did a really good job. You should just keep it. Uh, and that's what I learned about ownership. <laughs> Where, Careful what you ask for. Exactly. So at that stage, you know, just finding a little bit more. But I see my path a little bit differently, though. Like, I've never been good at reporting, but I've been really good at automation. So, you know, VBA, the entire Office 365 stack. So jumping into Access, SharePoint. You know, I still like SharePoint, despite what. Ah, yes. Yeah. We, 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 it, it's part of our common bond, my friend. Yeah, I love it, uh, especially when it's used well. And this is where, like, whenever people do subfolders after subfolders, it's like, no, I've seen the worst. <laughs> so, I mean, my background really stems from Office 365, Excel, and then, like, the natural progression into Power BI. And I'm just going to, like, give you as many stories as you want. So... I was watching uh, Excel.tv, so kind of a community resource. They had Mike Alexander on from Data Pig Technologies. He's now taking over John Walkenbach's series for Excel Bible. Went to a boot camp of his down in Dallas. And at that point, we're learning Power Query, we're learning Power Pivot, we're learning this new crazy thing called Power BI. This is probably like back in like 20, late 2014, maybe 2015, uh, kind of at that point. So. I saw that Power BI wasn't much to look at at the moment. So I was like, all right, I'm going to invest my time in kind of this Power Query and Power Pivot thing. Had an absolute blast kind of learning those very early on. And I think that they've really paid dividends to where Power BI has kind of grown into today. No arguments there. Yeah. Power Query has just... It's the power in Power BI, in my opinion. That's really where, where it stems from. And you, know, you, uh, you hashtag quite a bit out there, my friend. And Power Query Everything is the one that is is most prevalent. Hashtag Dark Mode Everything is my favorite. Oh. But, uh, you know, <laughs> light Mode Everything. I know. This is this is this is the constant battle of the dark side versus the light side. Oh, are, are, are you are you a light mode too, Alex? Because I am. I am for all Office 365 products. I have VS Code in dark mode, but I just think Excel looks cheap in dark mode. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it does. It doesn't look I, clean. I, you, you, my, my, where I fall down is I'm dark mode on mobile, but light really? mode on the PC. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Everything, every. Yeah. There's nothing that belongs in light mode in my view. <laughs> Jason's lived on the dark side for quite yeah. some time. So. Well, you know, be, being a horribly light sensitive person, dark mode just speaks well to my horrible eyes. So it's a, it just it's it makes me happy, and I keep seeing more and more things that are in dark mode. Like just this week, what just dropped. What dropped? It's the big Dax stumper. Studio. I mean, there's just Dax too many. Studio. Dax Studio. Oh, uh, Dax Studio 3. Oh, okay. Dax Studio 3 just dropped with dark mode. Like that was, and while Marco is not a fan of dark mode, he does acknowledge how important it is. And the really cool thing, because I have my system's default to use dark mode wherever possible, it just automatically worked. It was brutal. Oh, there you go. There you go. Have you got no chance to play with it yet, John? Dax Studio 3? I've not. I've not. I, sh I should play with it more, but. I don't uh, I, I, with uh, with the way our teams organized. I don't do as much modeling as I used to. So uh, <laughs> it gets thin. <laughs> I tell everyone every day I don't have to write DAXs one night that uh, I sleep easy. So well, if you can do it in Power Query, why wouldn't you? You know. Oh, just everything. Yeah, all <laughs> <laughs> rolling totals. 
<laughs> rolling totals. Yeah, that'd be a trick. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's a great thing. It's, it's really cool that it's a community project that's out there that's supported. So if you're listening to this and you have not had an opportunity to go check out Marco's announcement, we'll throw a link to it in the show notes if we can remember. Uh, I know we say that a lot and nobody's ever called us out on forgetting to put things in the show notes. Yep. John. So I don't know if people ever bother to go look for them, but you know, I'll say I think I'd be doing right. well to get the show notes up there these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you, you got to stop taking vacations, man, because you know, I'm I'm worthless at, at WordPress these days. But you know, it's uh these it, days? <laughs> I used to blog. I had to call you. Out. <laughs> I used to blog. It definitely is uh, is a cool thing. I would go out and check that out, the, the announcement that Marco did. There's some fun parts to it as well. But I know he's also going on to do some Q&A after this show drops. So you can go out and check out the guy in the Cube live stream that happened this past weekend because there's uh, he's doing a Q&A with Adam and Patrick this weekend. But all sorts cool. of good stuff. But uh, Alex, what else? The, the, I know Power Query Everything is a big part of your world. What are you playing with these days that has you excited? What's... Yeah, up in the morning and, and excited at work without coffee. For like a new technology or like a new problem that I want to go and try and, and solve? What are you thinking there? Go sounds, both. Sounds like both to me. Yeah. The area that I'm, I've been watching it for a long time, the maturity of Power Query with an Azure Data Factory. Oh, really? The things that I want to do, they're very close to allowing me to get there. You said it, Jason, you're like, I don't really blog anymore. And I don't blog either. And that's what's kind of funny when we talked about the Power Query blog is I used to love writing, but I kind of fell in the same trap of Rob Cowley where I would find like a probably like a two click instruction thing that I would turn into like a 20 pager yep. to like talk about the entire history of you know, mankind and technology and binary ones and zeros. Yep. Uh, so that's why I quit. I quit blogging and I started going to user groups, started doing kind of talks, conferences, whatever else is like, all right, I'm just going to build up kind of my, uh, my persona from that area. So the one area I do want to get back into and in blogging and creating videos is I think that we're going to see some really awesome things with Power Query at scale by kind of using Spark Ooh. within that Azure Data Factory environment. That's the data flow with a space in the name in nope, Azure nope, Data Factory. two different things. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. It's a data, it's data space sure. flow, not data flow. Yeah. Right? Well, that's where, that, yeah, that's, but that's where it's like, I love data integration. Yeah. And right now it's, in my personal opinion, it's a little confusing because we have mapping data space flows, yes. uh, which are a transformation engine. And we right. also have Power Query, which does transformations. It's like two things that kind of do the exact same things. I'm going yeah. long on Power Query, Power Query, everything. Oh, okay. Because I'm not as familiar with this. Is so yeah. to, to use the Power Query in ADF, I thought that was in the in the data flow, data space flow, but that's no, not the same. Okay, so, that's, so is, is Power Query? Can we Power Query Power Query everything? Can in da Azure Data Factory is Power Query effectively agnostic to the data source and the destination, or will it be? Or can you talk about that <laughs> in the destination of like where it's going to write to? Yeah, well, you've got a pipeline in ADF, right? So your trans, if could could you just use Power Query generically on a transformation? Yeah. Today? Yeah, today. I need to do that more. I need to look at that more. Yeah, and there's like this small list of like transformations that aren't supported. But okay. If you've been watching for a while, like those gaps are closing more and more, uh, especially if you're like do the query folding stuff. You're like this thing didn't fold yesterday, and right. it's folding today. It's been cool to kind of watch that. But I would absolutely love to do Power Query at scale. Like, give me yeah. petabyte information in a UI. That uh, fires up a Spark cluster in the background to run it. So yeah. there's a cost associated with doing it. That's one yeah. of the one yep. of the downsides. Okay, okay. 
Interesting. All right. I wasn't sure where that was at, so I just thought I'd take the yeah. opportunity to ask. <laughs> so that's one of the nerdy things that I'm kind of watching, waiting for like those last few buttons to, or those levers to finally be pulled to be like, all right, I'm going to go all in with this thing. Maybe I'll be the power query everything guy at scale. Hashtag. <laughs> but that's what's really gotten me excited here lately. Some of the other stuff, though, like I love Power Automate, especially as we kind of talked about automation earlier. Anything that I can think about where it's like, if I have to do this twice, I'm not doing this ever again. So <laughs> give me a load of no code automation. So that's another place I think you could you could really drop Power Query in in a much more high level. Because right now you can do it, I think, for the SQL. Azure SQL, SQL database, yeah. But wouldn't it be nice to just have a Power Query action? The, oh my the, goodness. They gave yeah. you access to all of the sources and right. Wouldn't I that think be cool? we're seeing that. I think we're seeing that. If you've been watching the Excel online experience, you can now refresh Power Query queries that are stored either within that workbook or from an OData feed. They've said Good. that they would like to start supporting more sources in the future to have But right in right in a logic app or a or, yeah. or, or Power Automate flow, that would be a discrete action for Power Query. I think that's what we're seeing is like Power Query in the cloud is going to be like the next big that's thing. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. That, that would crack that nut wide open in terms, because boom, you immediately have access to all these data. Now, I, I, can, I can imagine licensing will be an interesting discussion when that Yes, happens. that's <laughs> what I'm thinking about too. It's like, if I can just pay uh, the three uh, E5 license, yeah. how many hours will you give me to complete why this refresh? I, why would I buy that premium SQL yeah. connector? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good problems to have though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This episode of the Bifocal Podcast is sponsored by Tigraph, the award-winning reporting and analytics platform for Office 365. Get the full picture of your Office 365 network by using Tigraph. See how customers leverage its actionable insights to better understand their organization's usage, collaboration, and adoption patterns. Try Tigraph today. Sign up for a free trial at tigraph.com. It's all exciting to me. I love getting to hear the stuff that you're you're playing with and you, that you're envisioning on the on, on the map of the world. One of the things that inside of our team that is a lot of fun that we're we're doing is literally what you just said. If I have to do it twice, I'm automating it, and we, we <laughs> run into that quite a bit. Where it's like Alex and Chris Hamill, another member of our team, just like, hey, have you ever wanted to X? Yeah, that sounds really awesome. Oh, well, we did it yesterday. Would you like to take a look at this report and this this really cool thing? And how, how are we handling this new way of doing things? And like that thing that we haven't ever been able to get a handle on? Yeah, we just made a report. We automated all of that stuff. That's literally what I, what I hear from Alex probably twice a week. <laughs> it is true, though. Like, I'm in awe of Chris Hamill. And if people don't know him, uh, what is it? Uh I'm trying to think of his blog. I'll, I'll drop it in the descriptions below. Uh, there you go. But, but he is just fantastic at report design. So if you go to ak.ms slash PBI learn, he created the designing effective report, uh, effective reports with Power BI module okay. alongside uh, Miguel Myers. Miguel is, what is it? Michelangelo. Michelangelo. <laughs> he creates pure art and beauty. It should be put in a museum. But in my world, like Chris creates such easy, clean, effective reports for people like me who are not good at trying to figure out bookmarks and not information icons. Like, I don't have the time to show me the insights. I'll be very selfish uh, with, my, with my calendar days. And honestly, I'm embarrassed by this. Okay. <laughs> because 
I always swore up, down, left, right, and center that there was no good use for the fish tank visual. You I did. I, I've heard you say that many times. I've railed about it like, this is the dumbest thing. Chris Hamill found a good use for it, and it was beautiful. <laughs> We're not using it anymore, but he put it into a report. I was like, it makes sense. <laughs> Damn it, Chris. <laughs> Like, now I can't say that ever again because it, like you found he found a really good use case for it and it was awesome. Wow. So, yeah. Well, let me ask you a question there, Jason. Uh, yes, I've enjoyed getting to meet you and know you. Like, how is your interpretation of the talents on our team? Oh wow! Unlike anything I actually expected, it's, yeah. it's so impressive to just be able to drop something into our team's channel. We have a couple of different ones that, that we we leverage. You know, the, the Adam Sam on Adam Saxon's team, and so we have one there. And but we have the weekly meeting of all the cats. It's you know, Mark Mark does this herding of the cats thing once a week, and just sitting on that call, I never want to talk on that call. I just want to sit there and I want to listen to what everybody's working on. And it's so much. Number one, the humor that comes out is absolutely fantastic. But also just hearing what people are working on, hearing all the different things. It's been an absolute blast. And, you know, being one third of my job is being a, an area owner of feedback. Like we've talked a little bit about it on the show before, but giving, giving feedback on a specific area and getting to bring people together to meet with, you know, uh, both sides of our world, like the customer facing, like uh, the cats and the engineering PMs and all this getting together and having these, like we did one yesterday where it was 30 minutes just grilling the engineering team and they take it so well, but it's really getting great answers back and hearing like everybody's perspectives and feedback. And one of the other, we have another Alex on our team just pop up with a, by the way, uh, this may be selfish of me, but if we could just do X and hearing, well, we've thought about that and here's why we're running into the problems, hearing the fact that, you know, from the outside, it used to be like, oh, I guess Microsoft never thinks about these things. Oh, opposite, way opposite. We the the fact that we we as cats go off and grill the engineering team on these things, and the feedback that's coming back around is so good, and we're helping to shape things in a different way. The talent on the team is unbelievable. Hearing different people's perspectives, I really enjoy like the, uh, I'll drop a couple of names out there. Rui Romano. Yeah, I was about to say Rui's. He's just getting to sit there and talk. Gabby Munster, absolutely. Just some of the conversations that we get to have and hear their perspectives on things. It's really, it's a blast. We've got Phil who, who's been joining uh, Adam's team calls. We'll see Mark. Yeah, he's been getting up in the middle of the night to come and just hang out and talk with us. Well, I'm gonna add a controversial uh, portion here to the podcast. I like Phil's teaching of DAX better than the SQL BI. And I've done all of their courses and their books. But when I read Phil's Pro Power BI or one of the first ones, Mm -hmm. he talked about it from the approach of SQL. Like made sense as soon as I heard it. I was like, oh my gosh, like why isn't this the introductory book before I get to the definitive guide to DAX? Because I remember reading the first edition of that. I'll just call it the DAX Bible. And I remember a guy out on the Twitter community, he's like, yeah, I'm on my fourth time reading it. I was like, why would you read a book four times? I get it now. Like, <laughs> I bought all of their courses, buy all of their books. You know, I, I preach at the gospel of SQL BI, but I wish I would have had Phil's book first in line. I just think he doesn't get enough credit. And I'll, I'll say it 
Phil's Honestly, awesome. I, I love the fact that he's he's transitioned. He's he's looking at things in a different way now, just because he's transitioned between cat teams. Yeah, uh, where he's focusing his time. But really, the from getting to just geek out and troubleshoot with Patrick on a regular <laughs> basis and just dive deep on on some of the geek stuff to hearing you know hearing David talk about some of the the developer things that he's, oh David Brown is insane. David's amazing. I just the whole team really is just such deep brain pans number one and the personalities to go with them that are fun and engaging it's amazing that with the team that we have i've never gotten to work with a team as dynamic and fun that i enjoy working with on a regular basis it makes it fun every day waking up and hopping online to see what the conversations are going in the different channels and it's a lot to keep up with and my head spins on a regular basis, but thank goodness, I gotta be honest with you, Alex, thank goodness we record most of our calls. Cause I, sometimes I have to go back and listen a couple yep. times, make sure I actually caught it all. Because it's, I play in the escalations world a lot with the customer base that I have that you are rather intimately familiar with cause I took it from you. Uh, <laughs> Happy um, to give it to you. Right, you know, but it's, it's been an absolute blast getting to have all of the support and help. And honestly, there's no ego to anybody. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay, that's that's key. Exactly. There, yeah. there, there are a couple, but they're all manageable and they're all such fantastic people that it's worth it. So, you know, and it's not the people you would think, which is kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me thinking. <laughs> There's a trivia question for you. That's so, right. Anyway. But man, it's getting getting to work with you on a daily basis is is just a blast. So I'm glad that you were able to hop on. I know uh, you're you're off today, so you're off to go do fun things and uh, and maybe catch up on some sleep after the rock show last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much for taking the time out to talk to us. One last question for you. Yes. I know you you spend a lot of time out there thinking about what you'd like to see fixed and all of that in the ideas. You know, dot world. Mm. Is there anything that's hanging out out there that you've been looking at that you're like, I like that one. I want to see that one. That's something I want to see us fix. Yes. And I'll blow your mind here because I have the data to prove it. People have been asking for this. It's they want to have more flexibility within their schedules. So if you use it within oh, Power yes. Apps today, and this is me like using our products within Power Apps data flows right now, you have the flexibility to select the daily, weekly, monthly, your tolerance. Then you can also do more than just 30 minute increments. So to me, it's like, let's go copy and paste this code because I have the evidence. So as Jason kind of talked about like area ownership, I'm out web scraping the ideas website using Power Query. Yes, you can Power Query everything. So <laughs> I now have the complete view of all of these different ideas where people are asking for flexibility and scheduled refresh. But it's like low vote, uh, vote counts because they all say it in a little bit different way. Mm -hmm. But this is the signal that I found. And it's much larger than anyone is paying attention to. For my own, yes, the flexibility. I yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to launch something at five after the hour as opposed to the top of the hour or the bottom of the hour? But and, here's the thing. this code would solve it. How many, times, how many times have you used the UI to set up a 48 times per day refresh in premium? Because that's a fun experience. Oh, Abysmal, right? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so that's oh, one man. Jason that I've like paid a little bit more attention to. I'll I'll be selfish and I'll promote my own idea that has like eleven votes. 
which is like closing some of the gaps on query folding. Ironically, I went through the list and I think out of like the 11 functions that I supplied, nine of them have been closed. Nice. Nice. So my idea is still very low. Like nobody's looking at it. Nobody's, you know, actually paying attention to it. But the fact that the team from the engineering side is just automatically doing it without anyone paying attention, just awesome. That's good. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you? I know you're getting ready to go out in the world like we are. Where are you going to be where people could actually come and meet the Alex Powers? Of course. So I, I am located in the Middle West of America. So I will be hanging out in Chicago, hanging out with my Midwest people. So I absolutely love it. If you want to travel the world and visit us here in the land of cornfield and concrete. But I'll be at Data Insight Summit talking about query folding. I'll be talking about writing custom function uh, documentation. Uh, so if you are more of like the M programmer, uh, if you want to kind of explore VS Code extension, I'll be talking about it there. Power Platform Conference, though. So hopefully see a lot of folks there from Power BI world, Power Platform world. But we'll be doing the day after dashboard in a day. So I'll be doing this with Adam and Patrick. And this is just like, I love dashboard in a day. I am one of those people that sat in the room uh, with the light bulb moment, the fact that I now sit next to engineering who is building the product. Oh my God. Uh, like how fantastic of a story is that, right? For me, Dashboard Today was transformational, but I do see where people fall into the pitfalls of the day after because they 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 shield a lot of things during Dashboard Today just because it's eight hours. We can't show you anything, everything. Even nowadays, you can't even, I don't even know if we can scratch the surface in it. It's like, what are the next things that they need to learn about star schemas, data flows, kind of separating ETL logic, and then the kind of report canvas. We'll be covering a lot of that uh, kind of in the day after dashboard day at the Power Platform Conference. It's a great title. Yeah, awesome. it's fantastic. So, and if you're going to be at that conference, we'll put a link in the show notes and there, there's going to be lots of buzz out there on Twitter around this as well. We, the Bifocal Show, uh, alongside of Guy in a Cube and Marquee Insights are going to be hosting a social hour. All the details will come later, but uh, there will be a, 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 a register for interest form out there that you can get, be able to get the info from. I believe that we're going to have a, a link.bifocal.show forward slash social hour. You'll be able to find it out there. And if not, I'll make sure I've created that by the time it goes live. <laughs> Good call. But, uh, you know, that's uh, that's something we're going to be doing. Come out, have a drink and a nosh. And, and uh, that's going to be in Orlando on Tuesday. I think it's going to be 530 to 730. So if you're going to that show already, Come on out, hang out. Maybe Alex will be hanging out with us too. Uh, well, I'll be there. To, yeah, I'm looking forward to that dash, day after dashboard today. I'm going to hang out for the first half of it before I have to catch a flight back home uh, for <laughs> yet another football game for the marching band. So, all right, gentlemen, thank you so much. This has been awesome. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. John, any last words? Nope, nothing. I, how, how can I top this? <laughs> no, I'll... I'll <laughs> it was. It's been. It's been great meeting because I, I we never. I've never met Alex in person before. Well, we're still not in person, but close enough. It's but, close uh, enough. I'll touch the monitor right now, John. Just yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's been great getting to know you. And yeah, I look forward to. I uh, look forward to hanging out in Orlando. It's gonna be fun. All right, gents. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Bifocal Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or via your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at Bifocal Show. The show notes for this and all of the Bifocal podcasts can be found on the Bifocal.show blog. The music for the Bifocal podcast is Indie Rock by Scott Holmes and is shared under Creative Commons. 